Hey guys, welcome back to this week. Uh, we're going to be doing part two in our series of being hardcore for Christ. Uh, last week we we're looking at training hard. This week we're looking at serving hard. Uh, to be honest, I didn't even realize I was going to be working on a series until I was preparing for this message. And it was just laid really, really hard on my heart to turn this into a series of being hardcore for Christ. Because we've got to be hardcore for Christ in all that we do. We've got to be on fire for him. If not, what are we doing it for? God calls us to be on fire for him, not lukewarm, not cold, on fire for him. So this week, we're gonna, our focus passage is going to be in Colossians chapter 3, verse 22 through 24. Let's open up in prayer right quick. Father God, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for your message, Father. I ask that you just speak through me. I just thank you for all that you do. Bless this time, Father. Just tenderize our hearts. And I pray that your word would just manifest in our hearts and that you would be with us in all things, Father. And bless this time. And in your name, amen. So, like I said, let's go and jump into the word of God. Here, uh, Colossians 3, 22 through 24, if you have your Bibles, read with me. It says, Servants, obey your masters in all things according to the flesh, serving not only when they are watching as the servants of men, but in singleness of heart, fearing God, and whatever you do, do it heartedly as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Jesus Christ, or you serve the Lord Christ. Excuse me. Y'all, sometimes we find ourselves in various situations that we never planned on getting into. Uh, the temptation's always there to uh, just do the bare minimum for this time because we got our eyes and our goals set on a particular job. We went to school for a particular job, and then we get out of school and we go into the workforce, and we're in a completely different field. Many times that happens to a lot of students. And there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes what we plan is not what we need to be doing. God knows the plans that he has for us. And sometimes we need to quit fighting against the grain and go with what God has for us. Sometimes that's not pleasant. Sometimes we're doing a job that is preparing us for an even greater job, an even bigger job. Sometimes we fall into the temptation of looking at what the salary is going to look like. How, what are we going to gain from this job? Are the benefits good? Is the retirement good? Are we going to be making a lot of money? Which being paid properly is always good. But that should not be our main goal. We should be content wherever we are. But also having our mind open and sensitive to when God's telling us to go somewhere else. Because sometimes he will tell us to go on. So that's my first point for today is God calls for obedience. We say that we see this in the very opening part of this passage. It says, Servants, obey your masters in all things according to the flesh. Servants obey. Some some translations, some versions will tell you bond servants, or some will even use slaves, which that's a hot topic, a hot word nowadays is slaves. But the truth is we're slave we're all slaves to something. The good news is is when we accept Jesus into our hearts and we become his, we are slaves to his kingdom. And he is a good master. 
we can be slaves to sin or we can choose to be slaves to God. That's another sermon for another day. But we can choose to be obedient. That is the first thing that this passage is calling us into is obedience. Obedience in our job. We need to be obedient to the ones that have been placed above us, whether it be a manager, a supervisor, a director. If they're giving us a, a ethical or legal order at work that is feasible and not violating the word of God, we should adhere to it. We should do it. And I'll give, I'll give a fine example of when we shouldn't do it here in a little bit. But for the most part, if it is something that is ethical and legal, we should do it if we're told to do it. Sometimes it doesn't seem fair, and sometimes it's not fair. That we would get the job to do something and somebody else doesn't, and it may seem like they're throwing more workload on us. But I would challenge you, if you have a boss that likes to throw extra tasks on you, I would challenge you to look at it like this. They're not picking on you. They're trusting you. Sometimes a leader has to have somebody that they can trust. And obviously some of the other coworkers that are barely doing the bare minimum, if they're doing that at all, the boss man can't trust them to do that job. They know that if they give it to you, it's going to get done. So sometimes we may view it as being picked on or things just looking unfair. And sometimes we need to start looking at it as more of an honor that my boss man trusted me to make sure this task got done. But the key thing is obedience. We can look to Deuteronomy 10, 12 through 13. It says, Now Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? Talking about obedience here. What does the Lord your God require you? But to fear the Lord your God to walk in all of his ways and to love him and to serve the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul. Keep the commandments of the Lord, his statutes which I am commanding you today for your good. So when we're being obedient, God will bless us. It may not seem like it here in this physical world. Sometimes things look bad in the physical world. Praise God we have an eternal life with him in his kingdom, in his new Jerusalem, in his heaven. That is where we will get our true blessings. That is where we will get our true rewards. So we're to work like we're working for the Lord. Everything that we do, we need to do like we're doing for him. The second thing that God calls us to is a life of honor, a righteous man. The thing about uh, honor is it's something that we do when people aren't even watching. But back to the passage on this. God calls us for honor. This passage out of Colossians says, Serving not only when they are watching as servants of men, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. So we need to do things right, even when nobody's watching. Not because we're trying to please men, but because we know God is watching and we're trying to please him. A prime example of this is when Joseph was a slave to Potiphar and he was in his house. 
and Potiphar's wife was being a hussy and trying to get him to sleep with her. And I love his response to that. It wasn't, I can't sin against my boss man, or this ain't right, and I can't sin against myself. No, his response was, I cannot sin against my God like this. Everything else is secondary. Yes, it would have been wrong for him to sleep with his boss's wife. It had been sinful towards his boss. Yes, it had been sinful towards himself and his body and her. And it is unethical, is wrong. But his main focus was, I cannot sin against my God. Folks, how many times could we have avoided some major complications in life, some major heartaches, if we'd had the mentality of, I cannot sin against my God. Now, I meant there's some things in my life that would not be manifested in my life that are now blessings, but that is only because God was gracious enough to bless me, even when I was not doing what I was supposed to be doing. So God calls us to honor. When we are honorable employees, when we are working, striving for God, we do what is honorable and right, even when nobody's watching. That means we are trusted with something, and we maintain that trust. Let's say the boss man gives you the money bag to take to the bank, and you see that it's unlocked. You very easily could just reach in, pull you a dollar or two out, nobody know a thing. Nobody, it's like the TikTok. How will they know? How will they know? Well, God's going to know, and that's the important part. That's more important than anybody else knowing. That, that, and I also think back to what my grandmother always told me growing up, is your sins will always find you out, son, which is true. They may not find me out today, but they sure will tomorrow. And if they don't find me out in this world, I'll still have to answer for them in the next. But God calls us to honor. That means we're still working hard even when nobody's around. And I'm not saying that we got to work ourselves to the bone and not take a break and just kill ourselves physically working, working, working. I'm talking about doing the right thing when nobody's watching. You see that something needs to be done at work, and you go ahead and you get it knocked out. Not so somebody will praise you and say, Got a boy, good job. You're a hard worker. No, but because it's the right thing to do. If you see your coworker forgot to do one step instead of letting them, even though it's a huge temptation, and sometimes it can be downright funny, but instead of letting them fall on their face, you grab that slack for them. And that builds teamwork. And that also builds the overall team dynamic too. Boost morale. All that good jazz. But it still makes God shine in your life. People will see that there's something different about you by the way that you work. And like I said, it may not seem fair that you're having to pick up the slack, that you're having to do extra work. But consider it an honor that your boss would trust you with an extra task. Not that they're trying to give you a 
bigger workload, which it may seem like and feel like at times. But think about it this way. If everybody else is sandbagging but you, how are they supposed to trust him to get the job done? And they're trusting you to get that task done. My third point today is God calls for action. Whatever you do, do it wholeheartedly or do it heartily as for the Lord. That's an action, folks. Whatever we're doing, whether it be our regular daytime job or some type of volunteer work or we're volunteering at church and serving at church, whatever we are doing, we need to do it like we're doing it for God, for his approval. Not so that we can get a good merit raise, which those are nice. Not so that we can get accolades, which those are nice. Our earthly awards are nice when they're here, but that should not be our focus. Even if we never got a single merit raise or acknowledgement of our deeds, it doesn't matter because we're going to get it in heaven. The rewards we get, we're going to be given, and then we can give them back in return as something that we can offer, tangible, that we can offer our God. 1 Corinthians 15.58 says, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. We've got to be steadfast in our work for the Lord. Everything that we do is ministry-based, whether we realize it or not. We may have a heart to work in ministry and to be missionaries and to go out and do this, feed the poor, clothe. The... We can have a heart sold out to do great and cool things for the kingdom of God. But God needs us also in our everyday life. What we do at work, how we do at work, how we conduct ourselves. That's equally and probably more important to God than us having a heart to try and feed the poor and clothe and all that good stuff. Be steadfast. That means we're continuously working at it. To be unmovable. That means when we feel like we're being pushed back and not being allowed to work, we're not budging. We're still working in the Lord. Whenever we're being tempted to be lazy, we're not being lazy. Whenever we're being tempted to cut corners, we're not cutting corners. We're always abounding in the work of the Lord. Our labor is not in vain when we're doing it for God. So what we do in secret at work, the good things, the little extra things, Nobody may know. We may never get an acknowledgement on it, but God knows. And it doesn't go in vain. We've got to serve hard. What we do in our everyday life, that's what people see. How we talk about our coworkers when nobody else is around except for uh, a friend or two or anybody else. 
that speaks volumes about our character. And on top of that, it speaks about God's character when we're doing the right thing. If we're claiming to be Christians and people know us to be Christians and we're out there gossiping, we're putting a bad name on God, and that ain't good. If we're claiming to be Christians and we're going out into the workforce and we're being lazy and sandbagging and not doing the job that we know we're supposed to be doing, that not only reflects bad on us, that reflects bad on Jesus' name. We bear his name. We got to act like it. And if we're going to bear his name, we have to train hard like we looked at last week because how we train is how we work. This week, learning how to serve hard, learning how to work hard, that is where we take last week's training and put it into action. That's where the rubber meets the road. So how we work is very important to God. If it wasn't important, it wouldn't be in his Bible. It wouldn't be in the word of God. Both in the Old Testament and the New Testament in various places is verses and passages dealing with our work conduct and how we work. A man that doesn't work doesn't eat. goes back to our conduct of work. And part of the reason why I feel like this is brought up numerous times throughout the Bible is we have to work in order to survive. If we don't work, we don't eat. If we don't work, the power doesn't stay on. If we don't work and the power's not on, and it's the middle of January, and it's negative two degrees outside, guess what? We're going to freeze. Now, I'm sure somebody's going to be out there. It's like There's government programs out there that's going to help with the power, help with food, all that. And that is besides the point. And I'm not bashing on those because when you need those, you need those. And they are a humongous blessing when you need them. So before I get down too many foxholes this week, I'm going to go ahead and close this out in prayer. Father God, I just thank you for your word. I just pray that anything that is not of you would just fall to the wayside and not be remembered. Father, I just ask that your word would just manifest in our hearts. I pray that we would go out emboldened to work hard for you, Father, in all that we do, whether it be at our daily job, whether it be volunteering for something, even in just interacting with the public, buying McDonald's, what have it, I just pray that your spirit would just shine through us, that we can be considerate to the ones around us, compassionate to the ones around us, filled with grace and mercy, and also filled with boldness and discernment and a strong will to work hard for you, Father. And I just thank you and I praise you. In your precious holy name, amen.